welcome everyone to a new episode of the V Superheroes. Hey, Fredericks, how is life? Uh, perfect. It's nice. It's nice. And I'm ecstatic today because we get to talk about security. Yes, yes, yes. We get to, get to talk about uh, security, which is down your alley. So that, that, therefore, also we invited a, a guest. Hi, Hakon, on the on the podcast. How are you? Hello, how are you guys? I'm fine, thank you. So, uh, so Hakon, you're, you're you're in the security um, um, business unit, uh, and Frederick is very happy to have you on board here. Um, so, can you can you maybe introduce yourself a little bit? Because what you did was, uh, or where you're coming from, is from the carbon black angle. Uh, but let's start maybe f- with who's Hackon, and then we can uh, dive into uh, what Carbon Black is and why it's uh, super important for us uh, as as VMware. So, who's Hackon? Sure. So, uh, Zed uh, Hacken. It's a little bit difficult to pronounce my name in other languages than Norwegian. Uh, I'm uh, living close to Oslo in in Norway, but I cover um, um, the Nordics and the Baltics and the Benelux when it comes to to Carbon Black. I'm actually a long-term veteran when it comes to VMware. Uh, however, I'm a newbie when it comes to uh, to carbon black, so to say. I've um, actually I joined VMware ten years ago in 2010, and I spent uh, seven and a half year ish on uh, on end-use computing. I was a specialist for end-use computing here up in in the Nordics. And uh, after that, I started uh, our uh, a new IoT business unit in VMware. So I was one of the first persons that was allowed to to join that one. Before and now, recently in in March, because of extreme amounts of travel, I decided that uh, with my end-use computing experience as well as with my IoT experience, security is the big uh, thing that uh, matters to both of these uh, types of technologies. So I decided to join. Um, Carbon black. Uh, after we right. broke up, so. so yeah, and you you've you've seen uh, you've seen the security strategy basically unfold when you were in the end user space, and then uh, you, you you decided to join Carbon Black, and and maybe just for the listeners, um, we 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 bought uh, or, or acquired Carbon Black last year uh, for uh, two and uh, two billion dollars, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, which is uh, which is one of the one of the biggest uh, acquisitions we we did at the same moment we also um, announced we would acquire uh, Pivotal for I think two point five billion dollars which was then a little bit bigger uh, and so we I, I think it's very important to to um, one um, if you look at the at how VMware has the the strategy uh, in place at this moment and uh, we have the any 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 um, slide that everybody has seen on VMworld or in presentations locally uh, with, with with your VMworld uh, or your VMware sorry representative. But there is also always a little locks on the side, uh, and uh, the intrinsic security is becoming more and more important in, in our story. And um, so, if, if I if I look at myself, um, I came out of the uh, the, the VCF angle, a VSAN angle. Um, there, it was a very short story on on on, uh, on uh, well, especially for VSAN on on, on security. Uh, but what is the what is the big deal with the intrinsic security, and where is Carbon Black playing a, a role um, in 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 the strategy of 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 VR? And I think that's a a good way to start the introduction on Carbon Black. Yeah, I completely agree. So VMware has always been focused on security. When I think about it, uh, when we only had the hypervisor, and we were like a hypervisor company, we had the vision that we were supposed to be able to run, for example, Coca-Cola servers on the same physical server as Pepsi servers. And so that's been in our DNA for quite a long time. 
but VMware has been mostly focusing on the outside of the virtual machines. We've been looking at the characteristics of the virtual machines, if they perform well, if they use enough memory or too much memory, CPU, etc. But we haven't been uh, from the beginning of looking that much inside of the VMs. We've, we've added tools that we gave more and more insight to the inside of the VMs as well. But now lately with the, with the carbon black story, we're also able to read out information from them, which includes uh, malware attacks and virus attacks and other attacks that are going in in our environment. I think this is a natural step for VMware. I believe we have to cover the security story all the way from the shell covering the virtual machines all the way to the inside of the machines. And this has to be there from day one off. Uh, you mentioned intrinsic security, and that's something we think a lot about in, in VMware Carbon Black. We, we feel that security should be there from day one off. Security should not be something you add afterwards. It should be there before the machine or the application or the service is created. It should really be a native, uh, essential part of, of any service that you deliver in your environment. Do you have the idea that it is, it is um, in most of the cases, an afterthought than an, 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 a thought that is included in the design of, a, let's say, a data center or an application stack or whatever? Is, is that a, because you, you really emphasize the from the beginning, um, so is, is that a, is that an, 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 a feeling or an idea that we have as VMware? Like, okay, it's not right at this moment as it is. So, so what we're seeing is that there's a lot of siloed solutions out there. There are silos covering maybe malware that are really, really good. There are solutions covering viruses and, and of course, antivirus solutions for that, which is uh, very, very good. However, what we see is that they're often introduced after something is happening. Let's say that uh, a, a company has attacks of malware. Maybe they're not that harmful, but still it, uh, it uh, sort of harms your company in some way. Then you buy anti-malware functionality. Or maybe some, someone got through your router. Then you change your, your firewall to something more, more uh, robust or something better. But however, we feel that this should be there from day one off. You shouldn't have to think about, okay, what has happened in my environment? What do I need to, um, to, uh, to uh, install or to change to be able to be, be secure? This should be something that VMware thinks about for you and prepares the environment to be uh, secured against. Okay. And um, how are we then helping uh, our, our customers um, getting that uh, intrinsic security that thought from the from from day one how are we um, um, acting or how are we helping our customers to 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 get that secured state uh, that we would, would like them to have so uh, carbon black is many things it has many lots of functionalities and it of course has uh, several modules that you can use so it all depends on on uh, on what you want to to, uh, to address with the solution. There's a lot of other integrations we already have. I mean, with other uh, CM vendors or other vendors that, uh, that cover security, but we're now trying to include this more and more into our VMware tools as well. And for example, include it closer with NSX, include it closer with Workspace ONE, include it closer with, with vSphere, so that they get this functionality from, from day one off. Originally, for, for, from a carbon black perspective, before before uh, VMware bought them, 
uh, this was something we also had to add in. But uh, we are taking the intellectual property of what Carbon Black has, has achieved throughout the last years, and we're integrating it even stronger into our existing portfolio. So as of today, we are, of course, an add-on product, but we will, as soon as we can, be a completely integrated part of the rest of the vSphere portfolio, or VMware portfolio, sorry. Uh, we already have integration in place with, for example, Workspace ONE, which are great. Those have been available for quite a while now, but we're going to make them even more robust and even more cool, so to say, going forward. Hakon, you, you, you keep mentioning um, intrinsic security and you mentioned the silos before. And if you take a look at how companies are battling against, against all those threats and vulnerabilities out there, there are many uh, different approaches, different solutions. But I'm, I'm kind of missing what is Carbon Black doing? You, you keep calling it Carbon Black, eh? a security solution, which is great, but what is it? Is it a firewall? Is it IDS, IPS? Is it anti-malware? Is it... Can you be a bit more specific? Sure. So, so the two main functionalities of, of Carbon Black, I would say, is number one, we are a next generation antivirus solution. And we are what we call an EDR solution. And uh, those two have somewhat the same functionality if we combine them, but they can also be used separate from each other. So uh, from a next gen antivirus solution, we are looking at being able to prevent threats that no one even knows about. As well as with EDR, we're more a forensic tool. We can uh, understand how the hackers came into your environment. We can understand what the hackers or the virus did to environment. And we can then prevent those same events from happening going forward. Or we can learn from other customers or other partners that has already experienced these types of attacks and stop them before they reach your own environment. What does EDR stand for? So uh, that's endpoint detection and remediation, which means that we can literally, uh, or how should I put it? We, we literally have a, a um, uh, flight recorder that records everything that happens on your endpoint. And we keep this data for up to 180 days if there's an alert. That means that if, if you don't understand really what has happened, in in uh, in an attack, or if you not, might not even be sure that they have been hacked or, or attacked by a malware, we can literally go back and see what happened. So let's say that uh, some employee in your 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 company got an Excel spreadsheet. That Excel spreadsheet uh, contains a PowerShell script, which then invokes a download of a virus to your endpoint. And not only does it in download the virus, it also actually um, uh, sets a new scheduled task to be able to to uh, to um, download itself again every week in case you manage to remove it. And if you look at these one by one, I mean, starting an Excel spreadsheet, nothing wrong with that. That's normal. It's not a virus. Number two, opening PowerShell could be done. It could be a script inside of the Excel spreadsheet that's doing something smart. So that's nothing wrong in itself. And uh, number three, downloading a file could be an updated uh, product database, for example. So nothing wrong with that. And thirdly, running a scheduled task, nothing wrong with that either because it could be a download of a new um, uh, product database every week. But when you put this into context and we see that all of these things together is fishy. This is something really strange. 
Then we give an alert on it and we can trace it back. We can see that uh, uh, user A opened this Excel spreadsheet and that's what triggered it. And it came in through an email or it came in through a website. And by, sorry, yeah, question? Uh, yeah, you can, you can go ahead, but I, yeah. I was just wondering um, how much of that is um, application intelligence? Because what you describe, if I'm not mistaken, is, is a form of baselining and learning how your applications are, are working. And the examples you gave are uh, Excel, which is, unless I'm mistaken, uh, pretty much in the end user computing corner, so for end user devices. But how does that relate to uh, server uh, kind of workloads where you have processes and already automated scripts running and and how much of that is about making sure that normal operations of, of an applications are assured and whenever there's an, an, uh, an anomaly to that uh, outside of the normal operations is it something is that something we can detect as well yes so we cover both server side as well as the the client side and uh, the way we do this is that uh, we utilize the power of the cloud. So um, all binaries that are in your environment, uh, you could opt out of this, of course, but all binaries are normally transferred to Carbon Black. That means that we analyze the data for you and we analyze all the data compared to other customers of us. And we make sure that we understand what's normal and what's abnormal uh, on a huge, huge data set. I mean, every day we're analyzing over 540 terabytes of endpoint data and over 1.3 trillion events. That's wow. every day. And when we come to those extreme large numbers, that's when we can start to make um, indications on what's, what's uh, normal and what's abnormal. And uh, we also uh, let our customers um, download watch lists and, and pre-made reports which means that we can also, uh, you can subscribe to, to pre-made reports that tells you uh, about ongoing modern threats and how they're working, both on the server side as well as on the client side, which means that we analyze that by ourselves, as well as you subscribe to reports which cover the most, most normal attacks, such as in my example, that if, if uh, an uh, um, uh, Excel spreadsheet invokes a command interpreter, then block it and alert it or then delete it. So it doesn't really matter what type of applications or what type of loads we are analyzing. It's all based on the vast amount of data we have, both from a uh, analysis perspective as well as from a watch list perspective. That, that is great. Is that then our biggest differentiator with the, the legacy approach to, to anti-malware? Uh, yeah, I would say because th th this one adapts all the time. I mean, uh, it's it's continuously updated, it's continuously changed. And if you look on, on for example, the difference between a, a normal antivirus and an X-Scan antivirus, that's some of the same things. Because in a normal antivirus, you download a binary file. Let's say you download word.exe, just as an example, and that file has a hash value. And that hash value is something that you store in the database and you say this hash value is okay. Or if there's a virus, which is called word.exe, then it has a different hash value and you say that this is a virus. And then every time a file is loaded, the hash value is checked and the, the antivirus solution will block it or allow it depending on what we've seen before. But with this solution where we actually analyze things on the fly, there's no hash value. It's the, 
events that takes place and it's it's the it's the logic behind what's actually happening and then the analysis behind what's happening is what decides if this should be allowed or not that's actually great because a, a lot of uh, network security vendors out there they have what they call a, a sandboxing experience where they typically sit at the gateway and they uh, take attachments out of emails or uh, proxy downloaded files and then execute those files in an in a controlled environment to, to see how they act it sounds very much that it is that it is the same thing that we're doing but now live in in your environment is is it my is my assumption correct Yes and no. We, we allow, again, our customers to upload any unknown binaries and all of the binaries up to our cloud for analysis, where we analysis, analyze them and we, we, um, we sort of put a approved or a not approved stamp on them. However, this is more logic. So you build sort of a workbook and we build it for you and you can also modify it and, and add stuff to it by yourself. But we say that uh, if a uh, executable invokes a command interpreter, or if a certain um, uh, binary file tries to connect to the internet, let's say again, example I used with Excel and PowerShell, let's say PowerShell should not connect to the internet. And the second PowerShell tries to connect to the internet, block it, stop PowerShell, not only the connection. And thus are able to make more, much more granular um, blocks which mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be that we have the file from before I mean all of this hash value is something we should block it's more the behavior we block it's more what's happening that we stop and block uh, uh, it at that point maybe what I'm thinking sorry Frederick but, but a bit what I'm thinking is is it then a lot of operational work to make sure that you because it's behavior analytics and so on is it more operational work to configure everything or because in a hash base okay you have that files that you download every day and that's what your database is but this is cloud-based this is behavior analytics what is the workload then so, so you, you can of course run carbon black from off the shelf software and you can let it run and it will prevent viruses from reaching your environment but carbon black solutions is so much more than just the antivirus especially with the edr part it's something that you have to work with so what you typically see at our customers is that they have a, a security operations center where they actually have people investigating these uh, happenings so again back to my example with the excel spreadsheet and powershell etc when that happens an alert is is flagged and then that alert appears on those uh, or on the security operations centers computers and um, then they will manually investigate and see if this is allowed or not and then put it on the allow or disallowed list so to say so uh, you won't get the full value of carbon black just by replacing your existing antivirus with with with, with uh, carbon black you will first get the full value of carbon black especially the edr part when you have someone actually looking through the logs like someone actually looking into the environment and analyzing that data together with you and there are companies that actually specialize in this there are dedicated companies that help us throughout uh, emea and, and the rest of the world which have can sell these uh, security operation center services 
Yeah, that was exactly my my question. Do can, can we sell that as a service, or and you answered the question already, or or do we rely on the knowledge of the of the customer? Yeah, so so we rely either on the knowledge of the customer or or partners when it comes to installing it. That's quite easy. I mean, the cloud is so powerful; you can install it in minutes. The thing that's making it a little bit more complicated is to put in the proper rules, the proper policies. That's of course something we can help with with uh, with uh, when it comes to uh, professional services. However, the day-to-day -day operations of it is something you have to have some know-how around, or you have to have a partner that's able to help you. Is that potentially a curve that gets flattened, much like the pandemic <laughs> we have today in the lockdowns? Is that potentially a, a big effort in the beginning, and then then gradually? Uh, eases down and then uh, hoping, I think, well, hope is not a strategy, but I'm assuming that whenever there is an incident, incident that it peaks at, at a certain point. Is, is that how I need to see this? Yes, yeah, so of course, in the beginning, you have to tweak it. So it has to be adapted to your environment and has to be adapted to the way your applications and services are running. So, um, of course, the tweaking part in the beginning is the most difficult thing or the biggest job, so to say. After that, you might have to look into the environment maybe once a day, once a week, depending on maybe once a month, even if you're really fine-tuned it from before. But uh, again, uh, these attacks are changing every day. So it's uh, very important that you monitor it closely, either with your own security people or with someone else. It's all in the data. Maybe maybe uh, a two-year-old question, I would say, okay. like uh, uh, my toddler. Uh, it's a cloud-based service, uh, so that means that uh, what happens if, if the device is offline and so on, or there's what, what is then the capabilities of, of what the Carbon Lag agent is doing? So we, we push all the, all the settings and all the um, uh, configuration out to the endpoints, so it means that they can be offline, and they will still have the same policies. But every five minutes, by default, uh, we uh, upload the, or we check for new settings or we check for, 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 for new things it should do. And of course, if it's offline, we don't do that. But it will still be protected by the current rules we have out there. And that's also another cool thing because we can also do analysis on, on all these endpoints uh, if they're online not while they're online, we can, we can, for example, send a question to all our endpoints and they will answer live back. For example, there was an issue with some Windows update a few weeks ago where printers stopped to work. This was because of a security update. And you can literally send a, sh a short command, almost like a SQL command inside of Carbon Black, asking what endpoints has this security patch installed. And within five minutes, the endpoints themselves will respond to this and say, okay, I got it, I don't got it, I have it, yeah. And you have a list of those endpoints you need to do something with. This could be used both for, for, for installations as well as from a security perspective when it comes to investigating potential holes into your environment. That's uh, maybe I, I really, uh, I'm saying something stupid now, but um, the competition, it starts with a T and, and ends with Anium. Uh, is it that that's that kind of thing that I can compare it with? Of course, we have several competitors out there. It's always healthy with with some competition, but uh, uh, the way we are thinking about this going forward, 
with our integrations into other tools, with our thoughts around that complete security picture. If you look about NSX and 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 uh, and, uh, and app defense we have had from before, for example, when we combine all these forces together and we really get the integrations done, there will be no competition, in my opinion. That, that's you, a great, great bridge to the next question. <laughs> it's as if we had a script or something. <laughs> no, but what, what, and, and, and maybe because there was a question I had and you mentioned app defense just a minute ago. Um, because what, the guys in the, the Fredericks know um, that, I, that I've been at VMworld as a volunteer between markets to, do, uh, to, to be at the app defense booth. And a lot of things you, you were mentioning um, were already in app defense. So I'm, I'm wondering what is the what is the integration point of Carbon Black with, for example, an app defense? Uh, and then uh, to add to that, what is the integration point of, of Carbon Black with, with, for example, NSX? Is there do they play well together? Uh, how, how are they how are they uh, they working together? Yeah. So actually, the, the, we have now created a new business unit in VMware called literally the security business unit and uh, in that security business unit of course carbon black is there and also now app defense is there so so both of those products or existing products are now placed in the same business unit uh, what i haven't talked so much about before today is that we also have some on-premise products and one of those on-premise products is used for hardening which means that we can literally lock down an entire operating system and literally say that these and these applications are allowed to run, nothing else. We can even block memory areas and we can, we can block certain processes and really lock it down as hard as there is no way to change anything without changing the policy in the tools. And that's somewhat similar to the functionality in AppDefense. But with AppDefense, we look think more about the, the complete virtual machine. And the, I think we will see a merger going forward where we take the, what we've learned from both AppDefense as well as our on-premise products and we'll merge them into the cloud technology as well. As of now, they're still separate products. They work well together. But, uh, but uh, from, uh, from a thinking forward perspective, I think we will do some changes there. Nothing that I know of yet, but I think that's the general thoughts going forward. And um, the second question you had when it comes to, to NSX, we integrate uh, already a, a lot with, uh, with other uh, um, tools in VMware. Um, from NSX perspective, I think we, we can use our APIs and that means that we can literally uh, combine information from from nsx and uh, and uh, carbon black into one information flow maybe put it into a syslog collector of some type maybe like login site or previously login site and um, and analyze the data together correlate the data in a way that we can use it for even even stronger uh, detection of ongoing attacks uh, the integration we have oh, sorry yeah question yeah, and could could um, Carbon Black also um, ask, for example, uh, NSX to quarantine parts of the uh, of an uh, of an of an environment, or or how how do they work together? So we haven't built that integration from a user interface perspective yet. However, it's fully possible using our APIs. So as of today, there's already a quarantine button inside of Carbon Black. That means that the second there's an attack, we can either automatically 
put the 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 endpoint into quarantine mode or manually of course but as soon as it is in quarantine mode it will not be allowed to talk to anything else than the carbon black services literally no other ports no other uh, applications are allowed to talk to anything else and my uh, idea is that uh, today before we finish the integrations of course uh, we can use the apis of carbon black as well as the apis of nsx to also isolate, isolate network parts, or we can isolate maybe network segments, VLANs, so that in my thought, and I haven't tried this yet, so I'm not sure if it's 100% possible, but in theory it should work, is that the second a, a device is put into quarantine, we can use the APIs of, of Carbon Black to also block the entire network segment or entire VLAN that that client is connected to using the APIs. Maybe this will that, be included in the future, but um, this should be possible using the, the APIs today already. To, to, to me, that sounds like the ideal security landscape, to, to be honest, mm -hmm. the, the ideal world. Uh, at the same time, it also sounds like the industry's best kept secret. Um, I think we need to make more noise about this, uh, mm -hmm. coming back to your intrinsic security uh, uh, story. Because if, if you think about it, if you can... Virtualization is key, right? So we can already micro-segment. With something like Carbon Black and the APIs that you just described, we can make micro-segmentation more intelligent. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we can look inside the guest. And at the same time, we can also operate Carbon Black on the end-user device. Mm -hmm. So we cover it end-to-end. Yes. And that's that's the biggest challenge out there for companies. We have several security challenges. Which product is going to cover most of it? None, because they're all point products and only cover a bit of, of the challenge, while we as VMware can do end-to-end. -end. That's what I meant by best kept secret in the in the in the industry. Yeah. Going forward, we really like to take the surveillance camera approach to this. Because if you are going to have a surveillance around the house, you always have to monitor all the four sides of the house, which means that you have to have four security cameras, one on each corner to be able to fully cover the house. And the same thing goes with security. You don't only need to have the information about the endpoint itself and the, uh, the, uh, the antivirus thing, malware things, but you also need to know about the network. You need to know about the hypervisor. You need to know about the cloud traffic, back and forth to cloud traffic. And when we have all this information gathered into one, call it data lake or call it something similar, at least that flow of data, then you can take really tough decisions and, and you can really benefit from, from the complete uh, infrastructure and complete view of, of the environment. And uh, we've actually come a quite a long time. We've we, we already done lots of this with when it comes to Workspace ONE. Uh, and that's an example I really like, actually. And again, being an old end-user computing guy in VMware, I like it even more. And with Workspace ONE, we have uh, something called Workspace ONE Intelligence. And normally with Workspace ONE, we can literally uh, send out settings, we can change the password rules, we can change background paper, we can do anything on mobile phones and tablets and Windows 10. And when it comes to Windows 10, we're doing something extremely cool because uh, to Windows 10, we can roll out uh, applications. Let's say we can roll out a CRM tool or an X-ray application, or we can uh, we can roll, roll, uh, send out uh, VPN settings, Wi-Fi settings. 
and with the integration we have with, with Carbon Black and Workspace Form Intelligence, we can say that the second a virus is or a virus or a malware is detected on the endpoint, not only block the malware or block the virus, but also uninstall the VPN profile, uninstall the X-ray application, uh, change the settings, even send commands like wipe my documents. So in that way, even if the virus still or malware is still uh, installed on the device, we are taking extra precautions by also uninstalling the applications, uninstalling the settings, which makes the machine at the end just like a normal Windows 10 fresh install. Uh, unusable for the malware, basically. That, that That's in the end uh, the, the goal. Huh? Hey, and um, one, one important thing, because we were talking about the intrinsic security, and I think we mentioned only Carbon Black as, as, a, as a defense as well, and an ASICS as well, but... Um, since the um, yeah, since the the last couple of weeks, uh, I think we made our story um, somewhat more attractive as well because we we did some acquisitions. Um, not sure if, if people read it, but um, but uh, what about for example, Last Line or uh, uh, Octarine or whatever? What, there are there are a couple of uh, layers that I didn't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the people in security uh, know those know those players, but. For me, they uh, they were new names. So, what what are what are for example those two doing um, uh, to make our students strong? Yeah. So, as I mentioned a couple of times, so the VM revision is the any application, any device, any cloud, and to be able to handle that as well, we have something called containers or Kubernetes, and uh, uh, it's our vision to support them in the same way as we soon will do with vSphere, hopefully, or we will support it in vSphere as well. We'd like to support it um, from day one off, which means that the any app or, or any cloud will also be uh, containers or Kubernetes. So with Octarine, we are uh, sort of fast forwarding our support for containers and, and um, Kubernetes and uh, bringing the intellectual property from, from Octarine into the carbon black world. When it comes to, 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 to Lastline, that's more a NSX play, uh, where you can uh, do much more cool stuff with NSX. But I think also this will be sort of the, the uh, link between Carbon Black and NSX going forward. We are really on the road now to, to, to fulfill our really, really big security dream. And we are procuring companies that are able to, to help us fulfill that dream and that vision as soon as possible. So I think we will see even more acquisitions going forward. Not sure who or what or what type of, but we want, really want to, 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 to make sure that we cover all of these um, aspects as quickly as possible. Because we also think about not only uh, continuing having the same functionality in Carbon Black going forward. We're of course going to integrate this even further into Workspace ONE, into NSX, into, into Cloud State, or, or even into vSphere and our base core pro products in the market. You, you, you can't believe how happy this all makes me. I, I have a security background and I see the, the Valhalla of security in front of me. And not only from a technological point of view, but it also kind of tickles my geek bone because it sounds that we're adding so much intelligence inside anti-security that it feels like we're building something against Skynet before Skynet even <laughs> comes live. 
Yeah, but, but but if you think about it, this is the way it should be. I mean, you sh shouldn't have siloed solutions. I mean, you don't have to. You shouldn't have to open a special console to to look for malware. You shouldn't have to open a separate console to look for firewall logs. You shouldn't have to have a separate console to to, to look for malware. All this should be integrated, and it should learn from each other. So that the network security is based on on the security side of the clients, so that the the um, users themselves are are checked. Are you the proper user? Should should you be allowed to access this application? And if you're not allowed to do it, and someone is starting that application, there's something wrong. So we should really learn from the entire environment, and we should take decisions based on feedback from the entire environment not only small parts of it. I'm, I'm not sure we covered this, um, but it's it's a question I have because I simply don't know. We spoke a lot about private clouds and end-user computing connecting to that private cloud. What about public clouds? Do we have something for those cloud-native workloads or perhaps in the works? Yeah, so, so we already support actually both uh, the Google Cloud and the Amazon Cloud and other, other clouds already. Uh, we have uh, special plugins for, for example, Linux distros uh, for, from these clouds. But for, for, from a Carbon Black perspective, we literally support um, certain flavors of Linux, certain flavors of, of the Mac OS, and certain flavors of, of uh, Windows, even some old ones that are already outdated. And uh, to us, it doesn't really matter where they're running. Our agents will cover them. And uh, we also have then cloud-based Carbon Black, which we call Carbon Black Cloud. And we have on-premise tools that can do both the EDR part as well as do the hardening and, and tightening of, of, the, of the systems. So uh, to us, it doesn't really matter if it's a cloud-based solution or if it's an on-premise solution, and it shouldn't matter going forward either. I mean, any application, any device, any cloud. I, I was I already to... I was already sold, but now I'm I'm completely <laughs> on board. <laughs> and I want to go back uh, three topics. Uh, you were totally in my ballpark, uh, the EUC uh, one, because I'm I'm the EUC specialist for Bilux, and um, uh, you tickled my geek bone, uh, <laughs> if I can steal your expression, Frederick. But um, what all of our EUC uh, specialists are waiting for is, is you have the, the Windows 10 and, and the Mac OS uh, part covered, but we're all really anxious for uh, the mobile one. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there any view on that one or cannot say yet? Or <laughs> As of today, we, we rely more on the Workspace ONE admin console or what we previously called AirWatch to, mm. to sort of set the security parameters, but we don't do any antivirus checks, so to say, on, on, on the mobile phone side yet. So um, we have partners that we work on, but we don't have anything uh, in our own toolbox yet. But uh, uh, being an all-time EUC specialist as well, I say that uh, if, you, if you configure Workspace ONE good enough when it comes to putting the proper password and putting the proper uh, application policies in place, etc., I think we, we handle the security on them at a good level and we'll see what's happening in the future if we will buy something or develop something that will also enable for sort of the anti-malware antivirus checks on those devices as well just because of what i've seen with my customers i have an open discussion and we're 
taking that platform approach and saying, hey, you can uh, take one platform and manage all types of devices. And then we say Carbon Black, okay, but Carbon Black is focused on, on Win 10, Mac OS, and the new data center story. And then uh, they also say, yeah, but we need something for mobile. And then they look for third party for the moment. So it would be great if you have that one platform approach, that one visibility layer that you set, that would be really great. Uh, so if, if this, if, because you said yet, not yet. So I'll remember that word and, uh, and I'll, I'll keep on hoping and, and hope is not a strategy, but uh, let's go forward on that one. You, yeah. you just hope that Christmas, that, uh, that Christmas, Christmas comes, comes early. Soon, this yeah, year. And, uh, <laughs> all those, all those uh, nice terms that we are saying here, like, it's a bingo. Yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of anything, but I also worked for VMware before we had any MDM, EMM tools at all. And at that point, uh, we didn't have anything and we, we didn't discuss it, but suddenly, boom, we bought AirWatch. So things happen quickly in VMware. I know. Yep, that's that, that, that's for sure. I think it's uh, it's, it's, it's good to, to have to to be on board in, in such a great company where, as I said it before, uh, when, when we look at our vision, um, when I joined three years ago, um, it, it was it was uh, you could compare the the strategy with a puzzle for a toddler with really big pieces, and you have uh, four pieces, and maybe six and eight and whatever. But right now we are we are coming to the point where we have 150, 300 pieces where the puzzle is really granular, where you can just basically take a piece and and you can make a puzzle out of it. And if I hear you, um, basically there is a security puzzle being formed uh, in front of our eyes. Uh, and Frederick's uh, geek bone uh, got tickled uh, multiple times. Well, both Frederick, uh, which is which is really nice uh, to um, to to hear and to see. Uh, so uh, so with that, I think um, not sure, guys, if you have any uh, last questions. I I feel fulfilled. I have no further questions. Same for me. Uh, maybe maybe another question. Uh, uh, what's your favorite beer? A favorite beer? Oh, <laughs> that's a tricky question. Covering so many countries. I mean, uh, I have to say a Norwegian one actually. The, actually, it's a uh, really cheap answer, one. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the one because actually this is a fun kind of story because I um, I built myself a house and that house is located uh, right next to a small lake and that lake is named the same same name as my favorite beer. So I actually choose where to live based on the name of that beer. And that's a Norwegian beer called um, Ringnes. So, um, so we, have something, <laughs> yes. we have something Yes. We have something in common. I live in Aflihem, and Aflihem is a beer uh, that is known, uh, known. let's say, uh, not all over the globe, but it's it's kind of funny. And one of my previous managers was Norwegian, and I, I made his Christmas card list, and I sent him uh, my address, and uh, the reply I got was, dude, you live in a beer. And that's... <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> So I think that is an interesting one to uh, to just say. Maybe just mention the name of the beer because we we, we might have a Norwegian listeners and then they know next time when they when they see you uh, what they can give you for uh, to, to to get good words out of uh, out of you uh, and, and get some uh, favoritism out of you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean the security fairy tale, as I like to call it, is just evolving, evolving every day. So I guess mm -hmm. I will be talking to a lot of uh, your listeners going forward about uh, the way we shape the security future going forward. Yeah. What is that favorite beer? The, again, the, the, na the, the name of your favorite beer. Oh, it's a Norwegian one. So I guess only Norwegians will be able to uh, to uh, tell it, but it's called uh, Ringnes. It's, uh, it's a small Pilsnerish, almost like Heineken. 
Oof, that's not a beer, so that's lemonade. So and uh, and that that for our Dutch listeners is uh, how we think about Heineken. So uh, so uh, thank thank you thank you very much, Hagen, for uh, for being on our podcast. Uh, thanks, Fredericks, for uh, for joining us. Uh, and uh, let's say uh, see you next time. Bye, bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye guys. guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh,